So I was reading um, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead this morning, um, partially in preparation for a training that I am going to do with her um, in just a few weeks. She is hosting a training for people who want to get certified in as a Dare to Lead facilitator, and I'm like all there for that. So I'm super excited. And part of our pre-work was to read um, five of her books and I had to take a quiz. <laughs> um, so I'm done with that. And now I'm kind of rereading Dare to Lead with my pen and my sticky notes in hand. And I'm always reading through the lens of me as a kind of coach or me as a parent advisor. Um, and now that I've started this podcast, I was really, I'm always, always, I'm almost always looking at things through the parenting as leadership lens and, and that framework. And I was reading today and I, and one of the things that really struck me was that parenting as leadership requires a certain level of vulnerability for us as parents. Um, I'm a first-time parent. I didn't have children before I had children. And so that means all that I know about parenting, I either learned from my parents or I learned from my parents' mistakes. Um, And so I am in some way, shape, or form feeling my way through the dark or in unfamiliar territory with this. And to do that and to name it requires me to be kind of vulnerable. It requires me to to be okay with saying, I actually don't know how to do this. And I am doing the best I can with love. Like that was a phrase that I um, wrote out some years ago when I was feeling a little nervous about parenting. I was like, I'm going to do the best I can with love. That means love for my kids and also love for myself because I'm not always going to get it right. Um, so I think what I, I was like, oh, I want to I wanna talk about this a little bit because I think one of the things that, that makes us anxious about parenting or that makes us um, parent from a place of control um, is that we are afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to mess up and we think we are going to break our children and we, we, we have memories of our own upbringing and we're like oh we don't want to do that and so in the absence of knowing what to do or in the absence of taking a breath and thinking about what we want our children to remember about us as parents or what we want them to experience with us as parents um we we and my dad used to say we squeeze the grape too tight Right? We, we have the grapes in our hands and the grapes being our children. And we, we squeeze so tight that we squish it, right? Versus holding it just tight enough so that it doesn't roll around and fall on the floor, um, but that it still has room to move around. And, and so that's what we are talking about today. What does this vulnerability look like? Um, and what are the benefits of being vulnerable as you work towards parenting as an act of leadership? Thank you.
Hey, this is Aisha Crumbine, and you are listening to the Parenting as Leadership podcast, also known as Make Room for Kids. And this podcast is for parents who want to make room for their children to be themselves, to live a life of promise. And we see our role as parents as the ultimate act of leadership so we can help our kids be the leaders of their own lives and be amazing, amazing adults. Thanks for tuning in. Here's to building a tribe of parents who are making room for kids. All right, so let's talk about what vulnerability is and what it feels like. Um, When you say, um, I feel vulnerable, Typically, I think what people mean or what I mean when I say something like that is like, I feel like I am exposed. It feels like standing outside naked for all the world to see and for all the world to make fun of. And the challenge with being vulnerable or the thing that makes us most uncomfortable about it is that we think that who we are naked is not worthy of being seen or is not good enough to be seen. Um, And sometimes that comes from viewing our faults and viewing our scars as something bad, like something we have placed a judgment on. I'm thinking specifically, like if I was going to go outside naked right now, I I would have all the feelings about that, right? I would would be like, ooh, I got stretch marks. My stomach is a little you know, hanging over my bed, my, my pants. Um, I jiggle a little bit more than I want to jiggle. Um, and, and I have to challenge that, or I at least have to name it and say like, this is my body and it has done amazing things. And I, I just have to be okay with who I am right now. Um, and if I want to get better, that's fine too. But who I am right now is still pretty badass. Um, Even with my jiggles and my stretch marks um, and all of that. So I think that that example of like the physical vulnerability can can be an example of what it feels like to be for non-physical vulnerability, for like vulnerability in parenting. I haven't really discussed this here, um, but I am also an entrepreneur. I think this podcast makes me an entrepreneur, so maybe you didn't make that connection. Um, But a lot of things that I struggle with as an entrepreneur is when I put out a product or when I put out a service for people to purchase or for people to consume, even this podcast, there is some measure of vulnerability that's required because I am bearing myself, I am presenting myself to be judged, to be seen, to be consumed, to be, you know, analyzed in the same way I would feel that my body would be if I stepped outside naked. And that fear of vulnerability, that fear of being seen in full, makes some people run and hide. It makes some people, um, like stay behind closed doors because they 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 don't feel like they don't want that they don't want that attention on themselves um they don't want somebody they feel like everybody's holding up the magnifying glass to their faults Um, and as an entrepreneur 
that is super hard to push past that fear and to say, you know what, just as I am in this very moment, I am doing the best I can with love. And I truly believe that what I have to say and what I have to share is helpful for somebody. And I have to feel confident in that. <coughs> Will I make mistakes? Absolutely. Will the product I put out there be perfect the first time? Nope. Will it be perfect the second time? Nope. Will it be perfect the third time? Nope. And so on and so on. But I am going to put myself out there because something about doing that almost helps build my confidence. Um, and so like those are two separate examples. I want to apply that now to parenting. I think for parenting, we've never done this before. We have never been parents before. And we there, there are all these messages and all this noise about how our parents either did us wrong or how there are certain things our parents didn't do right and how we see other people parenting and, and we have thoughts and judgments about that and how if we don't do, do all the right things for our kids, we're going to break them. Or if we don't do all the right things for our kids, we're going to mess them up and scar them for life. And that noise almost acts like the judgment that we fear in, in, in being a parent. And so we, we, we do exactly what we do as entrepreneurs. We do exactly what we do in our personal lives. We withdraw. We either withdraw or we decide I'm going to do it my way or no way. And one thing I think I would say I know for sure in my whole infinite 42 years of wisdom, I think I'm 42, I don't remember, um, is that we don't know everything about parenting. I don't know everything about parenting. I am feeling my way through, but I'm committed to doing it the best way that I can, that I know I'm committed to doing it um, towards the goal of cultivating leadership in my kids. I'm doing it towards the goal of helping my kids realize this vision that that I have set for them until they can set the vision for themselves. Um, and that requires some kind of letting go. And that is scary. Like putting letting go and parenting side by side. Whoa, that that feels like, oh, that's risky. And that's hard for us. But I want to kind of talk through um, an example of of what that vulnerability looks like in real time. Um, something happened a couple of weeks ago um, with my kiddos. And I felt like it was the perfect example of vulnerability in parenting. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. All right, so I am going to preface this example of vulnerability in parenting. Um, this was a very tough emotional moment for me. Um, and so I'm going to try my hardest to talk through um, this moment. And then, you know, if I have to pause because I'm having a whole minute, then then I'll just do that there. Okay, so um, a couple of weeks ago, we were in um, Connecticut visiting my in-laws and um, I got a phone call from um, someone here who and, and the text or the text message said that a good friend of mine um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer and 
all signs look to maybe two or three two or three weeks left um, of her life. And as you can imagine, um, that was rough, like just rough, like getting the message, um, confirming the information. Um, it was absolutely rough for me. And my um, kids were in the shower and um, they were, I'm pausing because my daughter's walking in and I think she doesn't know that I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> um, and my kids were in the shower and they were kind of like playing around and it was time for them to go to bed and I had no bandwidth. I had no bandwidth because I was like sobbing uncontrollably. But I also knew that I needed them to hurry up and get out of the shower and into bed so that I could like just dissolve because that's what I needed to do. Like I was already dissolving and I could hear them being, you know, rambunctious in the shower. And I was like, I got to like pull myself together for a moment. And so I like wiped my face um, and I went into the shower and I told them, I said, hey, you guys, I need you to be a little bit quieter and I need you to hurry up and get out of the shower because it's time for you to go to bed. It's already past your bedtime. And one of my kids looked at me in my face and said, why are your eyes red? Um, and I, in that split second, had to decide whether or not I was going to share what I was dealing with or if I was going to um, close off and say, oh, you know, nothing, don't worry about it. Right. Um, and in that moment, I chose to share with them. I said, one of mommy's good friends is dying. And so I'm sad. So I need you to hurry up and take a shower and head to bed so that, you know, you can get good sleep and mommy can have her moment. And I think that is the first example um, of vulnerability. And I, th- and I say that because oftentimes we don't, we cry behind closed doors. And I admit I did. I was crying behind closed doors before I walked into that shower to tell them to hurry up. Um, But there is something really important about our kids seeing us be human. And it does require us to be vulnerable in the moment and choose to, to do the thing that will help our children grow. So I felt in that moment that if I acknowledged that I was hurting and that I was sad, then it also sent the message that, that I am human and that I am, I get sad and that I cry. Um, because I also want them to feel like they are human. They can be sad and they can cry. And it required me to be vulnerable in that moment. Um, so they did a good job. They got showered. I went back into the room and was boohooing like, like, I love this woman and she is dying, boo-hooing. Um, and, and then my husband came into the room and, you know, he came in and he picked up my phone to kind of look at what the message had been. Um, and I, and he was, he just let me cry. Like my husband does not, he does not, you know, shh, or, you know, maybe he rubbed my back. I don't even remember, but I, he just gave me space to cry and to share that hurt with him and I could hear outside the door my son saying listen 
mommy is crying, listen. Because my kids had never heard me cry that way. They'd never heard me feel that depth of emotion and like it manifest in tears. And part of me was like, do I stop? Do I like cry quieter? Do I like protect them from this this moment of hurt for me because I don't want to burden it? And I chose not to. Like I needed to sit in my sadness. Like I, I, I could not. I could have, but I chose not to. Of course, there are some drawbacks to this. <laughs> um, my kids could not sleep because they were so worried about me. And um, my husband came in after I cried a little bit and said, hey, if you are feeling up to it, the kids could stand to see you before they go to bed and see that you are okay. And so um, I wiped my face a little bit. I walked into the kids' room and both of them were crying because they were worried about me. And my daughter moved away from me. Um, and man, if you, I mean, if you, you're, when your child moves away from you and you're already hurting, holy smokes, like it was that hurt. Um, and then my son was like crying. And I was like, you know, I tried to tell them mommy's okay. Like it just hurts. Like when people, when you lose people you love and you can't get to them really quickly. So I'm, I'm trying to have this conversation. I'm talking them through what I'm feeling. And my son gets up and leaves the room and goes into our room. I'm like, huh? like if you could see me, I'm like throwing my hands up. Like, oh my gosh, like what, what do I do now? And I walk into the room where he is and he is crying and crying and crying. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is not about you. This is what I'm thinking in my head. And and he is crying and I'm trying to explain to him that like, you know, this is okay, this is normal. And then finally I say to him, you know, sometimes when things happen and they don't happen to you, you have to give the, like, I am not, I cannot think about my friend. I need to be sad for my friend and I can't do that because now I'm worried about you. And I understand and I, I'm grateful that you are worried about me, but I, I need to go through this. I need to feel this because I am sad about my friend and I can't be sad about my friend if I now have to take care of you. And then he looked at me and almost stopped crying immediately. And I was like, whew, like, okay, he got that. Like, I just, I, I erred on the side of like just talking him through what I was feeling. And all of this requires vulnerability. Like I, I, like every single ounce of this, like having to deal with him, move out of the room, having to deal with whether or not I told him that I, how I was feeling about him doing all the crying when it was really me who needed to be doing all the crying. And then he left, he got up to leave the room. Like he was not angry. And I was like, where are you going? And he said, well, I'm, I'm leaving you alone so you can be sad. And I said, oh, well, that's not that, you know, that wasn't come, come here. And I, and I had him come back and sit on the bed next to me. And I said, you know, I've never done this before. I have never, I've never lost a really good friend while also being a parent. This is all new to me. And so when I told you that 
I needed space to be sad, that didn't mean I didn't need you next to me or I didn't want you next to me. It is just, it was just me talking through what I think I need. And he said, okay. And he just sat with me. And then eventually he hugged me. And then I walked him back to his room, laid down in the bed with him for a second, got them to sleep. And I walked out of that room and was like, holy smokes, right? Like that was, it was exhausting because it was new. It was difficult. It was, it was like completely vulnerable. Like I was completely vulnerable from the moment I walked into that shower to tell them to hurry up until the time they went to sleep. And I say that because vulnerability is hard. Like it is hard. It is, it would have been so much easier for me to have just like been quiet and had my, my, my crying time quietly. And then they go to bed. And then after they go to bed, I go outside and walk and cry and do all of that. And I would have cheated them from the learning, right? Like what, what my kids learned in that moment of vulnerability for me, 100% aligns with the type of people I want them to be. By me being vulnerable in those moments, here are the things my kids learned. My kids learned that when you lose people, it hurts. And sometimes it hurts so bad that you cry in ways that you have never cried before. My kids learned that like sometimes when you lose someone and other people are around you, that those people feel for you, but that you can't project your feelings onto them. Like you've got to give people space to deal with their feelings. Um, my son also heard me say, I've never done this before. And right now I am struggling between doing this and doing this and I'm doing the best I can. And not from a place of frustration, but just from a place of, I, I've never done this before and I need you to help me learn to do this. Like those are the lessons my kids learned from me choosing to be vulnerable in that moment. And I, I think it is so important that as we think about parenting as leadership, that we, that we go back to that list that we made in that earlier episode of like what great leaders do. Great leaders don't always have the answers. The people I look to and the people I respect most as leaders, they don't have all the answers. But they are really, really good about saying, I don't have the answers, but I'm going to try and figure it out. I don't have the answers, but I'm going to try to ask the questions that'll help me get to the right answers. Um, and I feel like in that moment for me, I was saying to my children, I don't have all the answers in parenting, but I'm going to try to do the best I can in, in this situation. And by doing that, we are modeling what it means to be a leader in our lives. We are modeling what it means to, to be vulnerable but then to also be solution-seeking. We are modeling what it means to make mistakes or to be vulnerable, to walk outside naked, to put yourself out there for people to see, 
and then to be okay with whatever happens after that like to me it was both modeling vulnerability and modeling courage that's what it felt like to me I felt like I was being super courageous in that moment um so here are the I wrote this little note in my book um here are the hit the major takeaways from my storytelling (laughs) from my storytelling and vulnerability as something that we will have to get really comfortable with if we are going to think of parenting as an act of leadership if we are going to live into parenting as an act of leadership um i think the first thing is modeling or, or, or kind of being vulnerable in those moments is about first understanding that like who you are right now is enough like who you are at this very moment like me with my my jiggly and my stretch marks this body is still badass right and that doesn't mean I have it all figured out it just means that like who I am right now is badass do I want it to be better sure am I going to the gym three times a week to work on that absolutely but who I am right now is still pretty hardcore right so who you are right now as a parent is still pretty hardcore you haven't figured it all out are there wrinkles are there you know jiggly spots in your parenting are there things that you're not quite getting right holy smokes my son challenges my parenting all the time a little less so now but in the beginning like my son is so sweet and so kind and I don't have a sweet kind voice I don't think and so when I used to like redirect him Oh, he used to just, you know, clam up because I, I wasn't super sweet. And I was like, oh, I have to work on my parenting with this one. But, but even then, I was still pretty hardcore as a parent because I was committed to doing the best I could with love. That didn't preclude me from making mistakes. It just allowed me to give myself a little grace. Okay? So I think one is choosing to be okay or like working yeah choosing to be okay with that vulnerability um committing to doing the best you can with love so the first choosing to be okay with that vulnerability and the way you do that is by saying i'm doing the best i can with love those two things go together um and when you choose to be okay with vulnerability and you choose to say i am doing the best i can with love you got to realize that like you are modeling for your kids how to do the same thing. You're modeling for your kids that they can show up and not have all the answers and they are still worthy of love because they are doing the best they can. And wow, what a lesson to teach our kids. Um, I think the process for that is both acknowledging that this is new for you and then two, giving yourself grace because you are doing the best you can with love. And then talking through it with the people around you. Saying, you know, this is new for me. I'm doing, the, I'm doing the best I can. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of grace as I figure it out. And I appreciate being able to talk through this with you. And if need be, I need to try again. Because sometimes we don't get it right all the time. We don't get it right the first time. We don't get it right the second time. We don't get it right the third time. But because we're giving ourselves grace, it allows us to try again and be better and be better and be better. Um, So as you think about 
this whole parenting as leadership model. As I think about this whole parenting as leadership model, um, I always come back to being okay with not being perfect. And that just gives me room. That gives me room to try what I think is right. It gives me room to mess up. And it gives me room to share those moments with full transparency with my kids, with my partner, with all of the people who sit in that second circle, like all the people who who touch my children and influence my children because I want them to be the same. If I want my kids to grow up and live whole, full, more promising lives, they are going to have to learn to to be themselves where they are. And that takes courage. It takes being comfortable with being vulnerable. Um, because living in full requires that you put yourself out there sometimes. And it requires that you be okay with that and be comfortable with that because putting yourself out there is the only way to live in full. Um, and me modeling that by being comfortable with vulnerability is, is the way that I can teach them that lesson. Alrighty, thanks for tuning in to Parenting as Leadership, the podcast for parents who want to help their children live more promising, fulfilling, happy lives. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please, 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 I encourage you to provide a review, write a review, let me know what you liked, let me know um, what I can do better. And you can do that review wherever you listen to it, iTunes, wherever other podcasting way you found this um, and if you have direct feedback for me please don't hesitate to send me an email my email address is Aisha A-I-S-H-A at crumbvineed.com um, a way to remember that is it looks like crumb I need that's how you spell it so feel free to shoot me an email here's to making room for our kids